Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of All Things Fine and Gentry. This is the connoisseur, French Thompson, and I appreciate you all for tuning in for yet another episode. I say this every week, but I don't take it lightly. I appreciate so many people uh, subscribing, liking, sharing uh, these items, not just the podcast, but the do-rag downloads and everything else that goes along with it. And um, uh, we have another great uh, opportunity to share with you all today. Uh, and I think that you all will enjoy some of the the topics here. And and really, um, you know, I've, I've said in the past that there's going to be some recurring guests that come along the way. Uh, you all have already been introduced to Larry Vaughn with lyrics and libations with Larry, uh, which uh, which is great. Um, we're, we have education talking with uh, uh, Dr. Jamal Williams and, and just really just kind of, you know, the the mature mindset, I'll call it uh, from his side. But um, what? really the person that said, Hey, do this. Right. Because, um, if a lot of you all know me, I'm a risk adverse person. I know for folks that probably just know me straight from, uh, uh, social media and, and the podcast and stuff like that. You're like, he seems like he's a pretty, uh, fluid person. Just kind of like, Hey, let's just go do it. But I am a risk adverse person. And so as we were leaving, uh, Texas, uh, my pastor said, Hey, you should probably do a podcast. Like it'd be a lot of people just want to hear like the, the random and not necessarily a negative perspective, but like the random stuff that you just have in your head and be able to share from there. And so uh, my pastor, Robert White, uh, we have in the studio today and I appreciate you for coming. Oh man, no problem. I'm, I'm excited to be here. All right. All right. Don't, don't get too excited. Don't get too excited. <laughs> um, but uh, as, as I've been, you know, thinking of ways to, um, kind of brand or, or, uh, label some of these things. Uh, if some of you all who know Robert White, right. Um, at first I was like, man, I was going to start with rants with Robert. Cause you know, he'll just kind of think of some things and just start going. And then I was like, oh, well, you know, his middle, his middle initial was D and I was like, oh, rants and discussions, you know, well, we can rant, but also kind of discuss some things. But then it hit me a couple of weeks ago, we're in a couple of weeks ago, right? A couple of days ago, his RDW is his initial. And I was like, rants, discussions, and wisdom <laughs> with Robert D. White. So you can definitely get the first two. <laughs> we got to pray that the third comes pray through. Pray that the third comes through. So <laughs> there's so much that we kind of talk about and share uh, over the last uh, six, seven years that we've known each other. But recently, um, I've subscribed to this, uh, this distribution, this knowledge path, I will call it. Uh, from an author by the name of Seth Golding. And, um, of course, Robert has has read half of his books and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, Purple Cow, man. Yeah, That's yeah. Uh, and so um, he has his blog, Seth's blog, that comes out every day, uh, first in the morning, some really good topics or just, you know, quips that he has uh, that are great to share. And so I wanted to get your thoughts on on this. And, you know, this first episode will just be kind of a um, a combination of just some random thoughts and just kind of your, you know, let people get inside the brain of Robert. And so that as we go along, people will either decide they want to listen to the episode or skip. <laughs> they <laughs> like, can skip when they see the RDW, right? right? They're like, ah, I'll catch them next I'll week. catch them next week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So the one that came out on last Friday was titled filling a bottomless hole. Oh, wow. All right. So it says for every journey, there are steps along the way, tasks that need to be done before you can successfully go on to the next one. But if one of those tasks is one that you can never finish, you're stuck. You can never read all the stuff on Twitter or catch mm. up completely on the news or be sure that everything is all right. Don't make bottomless holes in a checklist task. They're a sideline, something you work on once you've actually done your work, whatever work that you've chosen to do. 
And it's very interesting, right? Because yeah. first thing I thought about there, um, if any of you all know my wife, she is a master task maker. <laughs> uh, she has a to-do list uh, that is never done. Uh, and that's, that's good and bad, right? Me, I am the complete opposite. I do not create lists except for really just like my thoughts in Trello and things like that. Right. Um, but like, hey, she'll ask me, all right, so what's your goal for this evening? And I'm like, um, I don't know. Is it going to go back into the studio? I'm going to, you know, work on some stuff for work, but ultimately I'm going to work. And then when I feel I'm done, I'm done. And I just keep moving and I feel accomplished at that. But for her, it's like, Hey, I got to accomplish these things. Now the challenge is that I believe that her list uh, are sometimes very long um, and you never really get done with them, which then leads to frustration. Um, And so I guess my, my, my question for you or your thoughts on, uh, kind of task list to do list and being able to accomplish and feel uh, or being able to complete those things and feel accomplished along the way uh, versus what, you know, some of us legitimately dedicate our time to trying to fill that bottomless hole, right? Oh, I need to get through all of these emails today, or I need to um, respond to every uh, like on Instagram or, you know, even from your perspective, like, Hey, today I have to accomplish these things from a uh, church leadership perspective, or I won't do. So how do you avoid filling the bottomless hole? And then how would you encourage people to kind of think more strategically about productivity during the day? Because then I want to get onto his blog about efficiency versus productivity. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. so that was the word I was thinking about yeah. was you got to separate the task list between productivity boredom mm-hmm. and then entertainment. Ooh, that's good. So so the reason why I say that is because like there and I and I some people say well entertainment and boredom be the same thing. Not to me because productivity, there are certain things that need to get done for me to be productive. And some people's personalities, right? You know I'm a personality kind of right, sort. Right. So like your wife is a your wife is a high C personality. Right. So she's the type of person that lists and rules yeah. and organization works for her. Mm. So with her her mindset, it's kind of like, hey, a list is what I'm going to need to be productive. Mm. However, there are times when the list just becomes the thing that I'm doing, right? So I'm on the list and I'm bored. So it's like my goal for the evening. This is what happens for me. <laughs> like if we're just at home and nobody's doing anything, I'm like, yo, we need to do something tonight. <laughs> so then I just pick up something because I'm bored, right? right? So there are certain people that do the task list because they're productive. I mean, it's the way that they're going to become productive. Mm. And there are other people who are just like, I'm just bored. And so I got a list and I'm just going to do something. And I think social media has has actually filled that gap Wow, for people where people say, oh, it's entertainment. No, it's filling the gap of the boredom of people. Now, mm. here's one of my phrases, though. Boredom occurs when there is no productivity. Mm. So what happens is I don't have the right to be bored. I got too much work to do. That's good. That, that's, that's a Robert White thing. Now that's I'm not good. saying that's for everybody, right? but I know that there's just too much that I have to do. And I'm not saying in a workaholic type of way, right, right. I'm talking about purpose assignment. Right. Like mm. I got a lot of things to accomplish in life. And so for me, there is no such thing as being bored. I got two daughters yeah. that need to be raised that need to be loved. Let's just be honest. Like it's not even a task for me to raise them. That's good. I need to love them. So there's no boredom. Like I got time I can spend with them. There's no boredom. I have a wife that needs my attention and my love. There's no boredom. I I have a church that I lead. There's no boredom. I have uh, health goals that I need to accomplish. There's no boredom. There's always something productive that can fill the time. Boredom is for people who have not learned to be productive. That's good. Hey, hey, I'll right? just drop this right here because, you know, uh, a lot of people here and I'll talk about raising my son. I have a six-year-old 
And oftentimes he'll just come out and say, I'm bored. And I'm like, it is not for me to entertain you right now. Then I got to check myself. I'm like, well, legitimately, (laughs) it is my job to kind of so what entertain him. But the thing that I tell him, I'm like, hey, you have a room full of toys. You have a bookshelf full of books. You have all of these things that can engage you. What do you mean you're bored? You have a backyard full of activities for you to do. Like legitimately, you are not trying to be productive. You are looking for someone to essentially cater to you and feed you that type of stuff. And it's interesting, right? Because even though he's six, that's the same thing for somebody that's 16, 26, Exactly. 26. And it gets worse as we get older mm-hmm. because now we want everybody to spoon feed us everything. And then this is where you get like the complainers mm-hmm. or you get the people who are, I'm bored. You know, when a kid says, I'm bored. Well, then it's like, well, life is not working now yeah. or this and that. It's like, no, 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 no. You got to learn to be productive. So what goals do you have? What have you set forth? So we go back to the original thing about the list, Mm. right? You got some people that just mindlessly like kind of feel tasked because they're like, I'm bored. Right. But they don't necessarily make you productive. Yeah. Because that was the original thing, right? Right. You got tasks that are bottomless pits. They're not necessarily making you productive. And so I think I'm okay with social media in moderation. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with, you know, doing whatever filler there is to say like, Hey man, this was fun. This was cool. I added it to maybe this is a way that I stay connected with people across the country. Like when y'all move, right? Like do rag downloads, right? That's just (laughs) something that I do to like get into the mind of French Thompson versus the conversation that we would have at your kitchen table before. So now do rag downloads keeps me connected to somebody geographically. Well, when I'm geographically unable to do it, but I mean, we can still talk on the phone and do stuff like that, but social media adds another component to it that gives you a way even to express something to multiple people. So it's, it's okay. It's good. I don't want to demonize it. Yeah. But when I'm mindlessly scrolling, like where people are just like, I don't want to miss that FOMO. Yeah. I don't want to miss out. I got to get all the news. What are they saying on Twitter? What is happening on Facebook? What's going on on Instagram? Like now it's like you, you can't be productive searching through everybody else's And, and, and realizing that legitimately, it is the goal of the social media companies or not even social media, right? It's the news app on your phone, right? The goal is to get you to engage in it as long as possible to be able to connect um, and either feed you the algorithms, right? Yes. Or feed you what they believe you want to, to listen to and hear. And ultimately what you are mistaking for boredom or filling that gap for boredom, you legitimately can be filling yourself with stuff that is unproductive, unhealthy, right? It's just, it's, it's the same thing of like, I love Mexican restaurants, but when you go to a Mexican restaurant, the first thing they plop in front of you are some chips and salsa, man. Right. I'm a victim. Right. And they will (laughs) legitimately continue to bring you chips and salsa. Two things that are happening here. Number one, you aren't necessarily realizing how long you're waiting for service. Right. (laughs) Dang, I missed that part. (laughs) Right. But like, if you are on your, if you're on your, your third, your fourth, your fifth, you know, thing of chips and salsa, like legitimately you have been there for a while, either that, or you're just eating a whole bunch, but um, like that, that's that first thing. But the second thing is that you're, you're full, You're, you're getting full off of it. And then, falsely in some ways you believe like oh man this restaurant actually filled me up no you got filled up on chips Chips and salsa and and either you try to scarf down so overindulge on the rest of your stuff 
or you end up taking some stuff home that you may or may not eat. And so like, I think legitimately in some ways from, that's a, 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 a good analogy and nothing against Mexican restaurants. I love Mexican restaurants. I don't <laughs> want anyone to be offended by it. Uh, we may have some uh, people from his uh, lat- Latino descent that listen to the podcast. We appreciate all races on here and your That's contribution right. to society. Um, thank you for that disclaimer. But ultimately, like we are so often uh, filled with unhealthiness. Yes. Fillers. Like you fillers. said, the chips are fillers. And one of the things that I believe, though, and this goes back to a statement that I kind of adopted years ago. If you don't know your purpose, mm-hmm. somebody else will give you one. That's good. And so with, with the social media companies, you go back to the algor- algorithm, right? Well, I'll start with the Mexican restaurant, <laughs> That's right? Good. I, I don't good. know what I want to eat yet. Mm-hmm. So they're going to keep giving me chips and salsa. So as to say, Hey, listen, we're still good. Even if you can't make up your mind about our menu, wow. we're still good. So we're going to give you the purpose. Like you eat, you eat, you eat, you eat. <laughs> Not necessarily find something on our menu that's great. You eat, you eat, you eat. If you don't know your purpose, somebody else will give you one. Mm. With these social media companies, right? Like I said, if I'm mindlessly scrolling, it's because boredom is the place where I have not figured out productivity. That's good. So then with social media and I'm mindlessly scrolling, I don't know what I want. Well, the algorithm is going to tell you, you like this. Mm. So just keep looking at this. And this is your new purpose to the dopamine in your brain yeah. then begins to tell you, I like more of this. So I, you literally like it, mm. right? I mean, your thumb hits it and says you like it. So your brain says, I like it. Yep. So then when things like that come back up, you like it again and you like it again. And the social media companies are telling you, you didn't know what to do with your time. Mm-hmm. So we're going to tell you what to do with your time. You're going to look at this and you're going to like it. And you're going to like it. And matter of fact, they tell you you're going to like it, but there's a heart there. So they're really saying you, you love, love it. it. And so you're attached to it. You know, I'll tell you what's very interesting. So I've been on this social media thing for probably about the time this is released, about about two months now, two or so months. And I never on Instagram went to the little find button, the little uh, magnifying glass, uh, until I was talking to one of our social media consultants. Shout out to Kent Justin Brown. If you all need anyone to help you from a marketing perspective, Kent Justin Brown, uh, as well as uh, Jordan uh, Stanette are great marketing folks. Just a plug there. If I had, if they were paying me, I would still <laughs> say it. If they weren't, I would still say it anyway. But um, they were like, hey, you know, if you look on your on search, <clears throat> it will kind of give you some other accounts that you might be interested in, et cetera. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know what that button was for. So I click there and I'm like, what is this stuff? Right. And it's what the and that was the first time I went there. And I only had, you know, at the time only had a few followers and stuff like that. So I realized that the algorithm was trying to figure out what do you like? Mm. And so as it put it on there, I'm in there and I'm like, oh, I don't like this. And I realized there's a button you can say, hey, I'm not interested in this. I don't want this, uh, everything like that. And so what I've found myself doing, and it's the same thing I did with the news app, is trying to curate my algorithm to either uh, broaden my horizons or correct false assumptions about what I like. And I realized that I'm spending almost an equal amount of time of actually seeing what my, what my people I follow are doing as well as trying to change what the algorithm wants to feed me. Right. And so um, what do you say about like legitimately like changing habits or trying to, change the algorithm of your life Hmm. as to not be fed by those things that are necessarily 
fillers or negativity or things like that. Like legitimately, there are people that are pretty like, hey, I want to change, but it seems like it's always in front of my face, right? You can take it from a spiritual perspective. You can take it from a, just a secular perspective. But I think legitimately people struggle with changing that algorithm. Yeah. And I think, I think so. Um, the same principle applies in so many different industries, right? So I'm a pastor. Right. So I would say, let this mind be in you that's also in Christ Jesus or mm-hmm. be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I went King James and say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Romans. Right. Romans 12, right? Yeah. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that'd be that. From a tech perspective, garbage in, gar- garbage out, right? Yeah, Giggle. And so they talk about like the, the, uh, the code, mm-hmm. right? Whatever code you put in is what you're going to get out. And I think that's the, the set of, uh, reset for our algorithms yeah. right of your brain your mind what what's going in yeah and so i think what we have to remind ourselves of is that the world is constantly feeding me something yeah to mold me or direct me in a certain path mm. i have to then take control of that and say wait what am i putting in because i want a different outcome yeah so i want to change i want to see something different i want different results but i have to say what am i actually putting in because if we talked about this off uh air like if I find myself always down, always yeah. negative, always this, I got to look and say, wait, who am I talking to? Yep. What am I listening to? Like legit. Okay. So, uh, we're, we're as a time of this, I don't know when this will air, but I had coronavirus like six, seven weeks ago. Yeah. Right. So just for the audience to know, like I, I actually contracted COVID preaching at a, a youth event and uh, got it and. You know, I was reading everything about COVID. Like, how do you get healed from COVID? <laughs> how many people are dying from COVID? All this. And I finally got to this place where it was like, I don't want to read about COVID anymore. Mm. Because if I read about COVID, only thing I'm going to think about is my problem. That's good. So then That's I started good. listening to stuff that was like, hey, here's how you build your immune system. Here's how you have a healthy mind. Here's how you get your body right. Hey, here's the best foods to eat that are tasty and healthy. And I started putting together recipes. And I started mm. walking. And I started doing all this stuff like that. And then literally, like at the time of this podcast, it was six weeks. And I had lost 40 something pounds just in changing my thought process. Like I literally changed my algorithm by putting something different in. Like I'm getting ready to, this is legit truth. Like no cap. I'm getting ready to add a new Netflix profile on my, my thing because Netflix knows me. Right. That's good. And it's like, oh, here's what you want to watch. Here's what you like. Here's this. I'm going to start a whole new one just to see like, can I change what Netflix thinks about me? Think, think about what I just said. Can I change what Netflix thinks about me? You watch what Instagram gives you and it tells you what Instagram thinks about you. Watch what Facebook gives you and it'll tell you what Facebook thinks about you. Like, like don't, don't get it twisted. Like wow. back in the day, advertisers used to guess and say, you know what? This TV show is going to be geared toward the middle age, upper middle class white male. And they, and they so we're going to give all, you a all Lexus of, commercial. All of those things, you know, they, they would do all of this stuff to to test and then, you know, try to uh, uh, do polls and stuff like this. But now you're feet. I mean, legitimately, you're feeding it. Go ahead. The algorithm literally is now saying, hey, this is what I do like. And then they're saying, well, well this is what you might like on top of that. Mm. So, so. <laughs> I hate to like, and no disrespect to any brand or any, I won't do that. Cause I don't want to, you'd probably need an insurance bucket or something like that. If I do that. <laughs> right. But, but think about the stuff that is being presented to you yep. based on what you've presented yourself as. Yep. And then think about what the algorithm actually thinks of you and then your goals. Right? So this is my goal. We talked about productivity to start yep. this thing off. If my goal is to be productive and to do this and I got these goals that don't line up with what's being presented to me, I got to ask myself, maybe I'm not getting it because I'm not presenting that. Mm-hmm. And I'm only getting back what it is that I'm putting out. So so this is this is good, right? Because uh, this this week and I was 
feverishly trying to find it on on social, but yeah. I, I remember what the quote was, and I'm curious what what uh, and I, I uh, reposted as a story on my account, but it ultimately is from Nipsey Hussle. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he said, it, yeah. "Yeah, if you look at the people in your circle and don't get inspired, then you don't have a circle; you have a cage." Listen, when you posted that, I immediately was like, "I don't want to be a bar in your cage." That was my Ooh. thought about you because you're posting this. So obviously your mindset is thinking, I, I want to continue to be in your circle, right? So then I started asking myself, what am I doing that inspires French? That's good. I literally asked myself that. And then it's not that I'm just trying to please you. Yeah. What it does is it says I'm challenging me at the same time. I, I can be a better Robert. Yeah. And I don't want to be a bar. On someone else's case. I mean, you think about it, right? So legitimately, a couple do rag downloads ago, like I literally talked about your circle, right? Yeah. And curating your circle. And then I read this and I think legitimately, this is the same thing, right? We, we, we kind of start talking about task and algorithms on Instagram, but legitimately, when you look around you, it is what you have curated. Yes. Right. Like your friends, your circle, what you are posting on your stories, or even if you're not on social media, what you are legitimately consuming and putting out is with the algorithm that you have curated around yourself. And you got to ask yourself, okay, is, is the, the circumstance that I am in and me saying, Oh, woe with me or here are my challenges or I never get to do anything. Is it because you legitimately built yourself a cage that you are living in versus necessarily building yourself an inspiration to aspire to and people that are, are, um, lifting you up and pushing you, uh, as well as you doing to the same to other people or legitimately have you put yourself same thing in your Instagram cage or in your Apple news cage where it's like, Hey, you know, you're scrolling and all you see is a certain website, right? right? That's feeding you news because you keep going to it. And then before you know it, your mindset is that that's the cage that you have built yourself in physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. That's that right there. And the reason why I said I don't want to be a bar in your cage one, like obviously when we get relationships and we get attached to people, yeah, we care about what they think. Mm. And when those people literally don't have a higher expectation or, a greater exposure. I don't even want to make it seem like you got to have more money to be in my circle or you got to have more, you know, material things. It's literally just like, do you want me to be the best version of me? That's good. And, and there are certain people who are like, you know what? I don't even necessarily care that you get better. Like I'm going to hold you in prison to my comfort. Yeah. My, cause see sometimes us getting better. The reason why our circles have to change is because there are certain people who don't want to go with us. Yes. Right. And so when I say, I don't want to be a bar on your case, I don't want to put a bar on you and be like, French, you're doing too much. Right. That's why for me, it's like when I'm looking at your exposure and all that, that's why I would say, right. So I guess I'm, I'm not a bar. I'm not a bar. <laughs> you're right. I didn't hold you in a cage, but it's like, Hey man, you should start a podcast. Yeah. You should do something that exposes your exposure to other people who will need it. That's good. And I think like there are so many people though who are so uncomfortable with, with, with what they're not doing that they will challenge you mm. to not do right. You got to have people, everybody in your life is challenging you to something. Somebody's challenging you to become better and somebody's challenging you to not do anything. Well, I mean, real talk, right? You have legitimately people are are challenging you to step up, right? Yes. And, and I mean, this can be in your workplace. This can be stuff that you've seen for people growing up in certain social economic backgrounds, right? That you're like, oh, oh, you think you something. I, yeah. Step up. Let me see what you're going to do. Like for people to legitimately try to push you down. Like I've known stories of people where their families are like, oh, you think that you're somebody like, wait a minute, you're supposed to be supporting me. But legitimately, like you say, you have people that are challenging you to say, be the first person that graduated from college or be the first person to get a, um, 
a graduate degree, be the first person to get a, a doctorate degree, right. right? Like achieve, push more. I have a, a, a cousin, man, that legitimately, like PhD, he legitimately, like, so the great debaters, yeah. like he, the, he was the professor at the same school that was portrayed wow. in great debaters, right? So he, that is what he does, right? And it's awesome because I'm like, yo, do it. Because you need to be what other people look at and say, oh, wow, he came from Indianapolis, right? He came from, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be professional, Indianapolis. He came from Indy, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, he, he, he did that, right? Yeah. You're part of this family. You did that. Like, hey, yes, you can. And, like, it's, it's beautiful looking at my family, you know, extended and close. Like, I got, you know, a neurosurgeon in my family. You know, all these other things where you're like, hey, you, you can do this. Um, but you also have other sides of your family that are like, hey, we have been where we are. And it's like, all right, continue to expose yourself, continue to grow yourself and, and go from there. So um, I, th there's a lot of great uh, music that's been dropped lately. Yeah. So we talked about Nipsey Hussle with, with his quote there. Uh, but um, uh, Nas dropped his album, King's Diet, which all whole, <laughs> a whole nother thing is even talking about like the to certain no king's disease, pardon me. The uh, the the diseases that come from a certain lifestyle of living, right? A lifestyle of 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 excess breeds a certain type of you know diseases that go in there. But on top of that, Big Sean drops some stuff, yeah. and he has a real good thing in there. But he has said a line that said, "If we don't share the same vision, we can't share contacts." Wow! Ooh! Wow! And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I'm sitting here like, goodness gracious like that i mean real talk like even as you're curating your friends list your followers the people that you're circulating you're, you're you are doing digitally and i mean be it in this physical disc because i don't like to say social districts because people right. are really socially distancing right they're just physically distancing. we shouldn't at least right um right that's good there too yeah. um but 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 so many people you're like hey what am i doing who am i engaging with that you need to be sure that the people that are working, walking with you and walking down your path have the same vision that you have. Otherwise, I, you know, we were, he was, you know, pun on, on terms here about sharing the same contacts, right? As right. far as like the same prescription, but I am not going to connect you with people I know. That's what I thought. Like, you, it's <laughs> like, yeah, I get it about the contacts, like yeah. as far as the prescription, but it was also like my network. My, yes. Because here's the thing, again, yep. <laughs> watch, when I present myself mm -hmm. by the things that I'm attached to, it then causes you to think about me. And, and again, I'm not, I don't want to get into this whole it's important to have people think a certain way about you, but it is important how you present yourself. Right. And so when I pre present you with me, I'm saying a lot about me by who I'm with. Yeah. And if we don't share the same vision, then I bring that person to French and I'm like, man, Robert was good. But I mean, what, who was he with to a certain extent? Maybe I, I mentor and love and develop and show enough grace that somebody might say, man, he's going to bring that person up. Yeah. But if that's your entire circle, people are going to start to think, Wait, is he bringing them up or is this who he is? Is it, it, it legitimately like at my job? Like I've told people, hey, I am not going to attach my name to you. And, I mean, and not that I'm I'm this big person or whatever, but like if I'm going to endorse or say, hey, this person's applying for a job, I want them to be, you know, considered, et cetera. Like I, I need to know that you actually have a path, you have a plan, that you're trying to do something. Um, like, and there's there could be some stuff that happens 
in between, right, that I am nurturing and trying to help. And this is the same thing that I've asked people to do for me. So it isn't like a one one way street. But I'd like to say, hey, you know, take me under your wing, teach me what you're doing, because in some ways I would rather have your wisdom than your than you putting me on a pedestal somewhere. Right. Um, But like, hey, before I, I sit here and say, hey, you know, John Doe, Hey, I, you know, to my leader or someone, hey, you should hire John Doe. I need to know that you have have a plan and a path to go to go where where you're where you're going. Right. And so uh, it's it's just good in there. And so um, one one other thing that's uh, one other quote that's one of his uh, lyrics that's good. And then we'll we'll leave people here uh, uh, for for some good nuggets for for the next round of RDW here. Uh, but he said, "You may be past your past." But be clear, objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. You may be past your past, but be clear, objects in the mirror are closer than. So what I love about that line is that it's telling you you can move on. Yeah. And and so this is really personal for me Mm. in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously, you can look at like our country. Yeah. Right. As a great example of that. Right. You may be past your past, but be clear, objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. So Mm. don't don't. Don't flip out thinking, you know what I mean? Oh, we're past it. Yeah. Things can easily catch up, especially yes. when you decide to take your foot off the gas. <laughs> right? That's good. That's good. Or, or you're intentionally putting your foot on the brake. Wow. Because sometimes I don't think America's taking his foot off the gas. This is a, man, I don't know if I can say this. No, you're going to, I mean, it's, it's, it's all things. <laughs> all things. <laughs> so sometimes I don't think America's in, has taken their foot off the gas, but I think sometimes we want to put our foot on the brake. Yeah. Like, I think maybe sometimes there's a desire for the past to catch up to us. And, and and for things to go back to where they are. Well, I mean, I think it, it legitimately so many people are, you know, be it American society, Western society, whatever. There's this mindset of this nostalgia for the past, right? I mean, e- even us, right? We're, we're still young men, like right. I at least like to think so. But we're always <laughs> thinking about, oh, man, do you remember back in the day when right. we used to do X, Y, and Z? Like, yeah, that, that's that's all well and good. But I remember back in the day, like I didn't have a purpose. Back in the day, I was just kind of, like I legitimately, I was a H O E, right? Right. I, mean, like right. I was wilding, right? And like I don't necessarily want to go back there. And I know there are people that are probably even listening to this podcast are like, "Oh, I remember when you were what? You've been married ten years, please, right?" And maybe essentially, like, legitimately, we we, we either are, are scared. I think a lot of it is the uh, the fear of when you're pressing on the accelerator, what's around the corner. Yep. The reason why I say this was so uh, personal to yeah. me, because as the time of this recording, I'm on sabbatical, yeah, right. So I'm I'm spending maybe my last two weeks, yeah, before I actually go back to the church and fully engage. So it's been a weird thing for me though to to you get you can get past your past, but be clear: objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. When I was separated from what I do mm. daily, which is pastor people, preach, lead, yeah. right? I'm a leader. I do. When I was separated from what I do just to be who I am, I realized that there were some things I wasn't over, mm. some things I wasn't past. So there are some things in me that God exposed in me in this season and let me know you thought that was over, but I still saw that in you. You were so busy doing that you didn't realize that you were the, still the same person when you had to be. <laughs> right? So I was doing pastoring. I was doing That's leadership. Good. That's good. I was doing messages. I was doing you know, counseling. I was doing all of this stuff, but when I just had to sit and be, mm. there was still stuff inside of me. Not all things y'all don't even know all my business. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. there were still things inside of me that started to come up to the surface that needed to be dealt with. 
because objects in the mirror were closer than they appeared. And I think that's the that's when but one of the blessings or challenges for some in this COVID season is that you've legitimately had to sit and wrestle with no distractions. Like yeah. you, you have had to wrestle with yourself and look at yourself and say, okay, what am I? Is what I'm doing that I've allowed what I do to define who I am? And there's, there's certain things, right? And, and I've said this before, like there have been so many people that I've looked at that are, I think I said in one of my do-rag downloads, like and when I was talking about don't abusing your talents, like yeah. there's so many people that I've, that I've known over the years that I've got on social and I'm like, man, these people are like pursuing their passion and what they do is who they are. Like, right. and I look at them now, like I know people from middle school, I'm looking at like, I saw that in middle school. That's who you were. That's who you were. Yeah. And you are now fulfilling that, that, that purpose in, 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 in life out here in, in the real world. Right. But I think a lot of people, myself included, I have allowed myself to be uh, in some ways defined by what I do versus who I am. Right. Yeah. And that's why I think this, this pivot, this ability to, to opportunity and, and, you know, God bless my wife for even just continuing to push me in it. Like, Hey, Look, I see this all things fine and gentry and so many people who have said, hey, man, over the years, like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's been you since you were 13. Right. That's been right. you since you were 21. Like that, that's that's the type of person you are. But being able to turn in here and say, hey, who I am is different than what my title is. Right. right? Um, I, I did a post that said uh, uh, you are much you are much bigger than your square footage. So stop comparing yourself to it. Right. Yeah, when it comes right. to office space and all those types of things, like I think legitimately people wrestle with. With that, and the, the scary thing is, to your point, when you slow down and you look at yourself in the mirror and realize, man, I'm not too far past where I was. Right. And so that is a bit of motivation, right? Either it can be a motivation or a demotivator. One of the motivation is like, bet, but I've passed that. Now let me keep, let me keep going. Got to keep let going. Let me keep going. Or like, man, there's some people that look at that and be like, my, my odometer didn't say I went that far. Well, I guess I thought I was grinding, but I ain't doing it. Forget it. And that's where people give up because they they don't see the progress. Yeah. The reality is it was in your it was in your uh windshield, now it's in your rear view. That's good. Right? It was in your windshield and now it's in your rear view. So you've got to understand, even if I'm looking at it in the rear view mirror or on the side mirrors, it's behind me now. That's good. And if I keep going, I'm outpacing it. Yeah. Ooh. Right? If I keep going, like if y'all run at the same pace, you'd be parallel. Right. Right? Or or it'd still be in front of you. If you got that blind spot detector, then it's right there. It's right there. But but when you can see it in the rear view mirror, yeah. now you understand just by me doing what I've been doing, consistently doing what I've been doing, I'm outpacing it. Now, when you look in the rear view and you see it's still there, it does mean you got to make some adjustments. Right. It does mean that you have to say, okay, in order for me to go at this pace, do I have enough gas mm. to keep going? <laughs> right. Let's talk, let's talk gas. Let's yeah. talk knowledge. Let's talk exposure. Let's talk friendships, the yeah, circle. That's good. Like, like goals. Do I have enough gas to keep going? Like, am I legitimately on the right road? That's right. <laughs> because I got to be able to do a certain speed to keep this pace. That's good. But if I find myself off of this road and this is like, I can't do that. Okay. It can catch up to me. Yes. And so if I look at my, you start progress, making detours, exactly. Scenic routes. Oh, let me stop at this roadside stand and get Come some on. oranges. Come on. Next thing you know, it's knocking at your door. Like, Hey, what's up? Right. That was real personal. That was real personal. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, they, I know people like, you, you have a lot of inside jokes. Here in California, they have, you, pretty much they grow everything. Yeah. And so around our house, they have tons of orange groves. And legitimately, there's roadside stands. You can pick up some oranges and they're fresh oranges. So, yeah, so. I was just sharing that with them and said, this <laughs> for you all to bring, be being to the loop. So that's yeah. good. But like, I mean, and, and in, that, in that whole thing, I think for people to just realize, like you, you're never stuck where you were. Yeah. Even if you have to admit that I need to get better, 
I need to do better. I need to change. I need to grow. You're never stuck where you were. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, yeah. And, and so, I mean, this is a great, this is a great place just to, just to yeah, drop yeah, yeah, it yeah, because yeah. there's so we can, we can go for hours on this. Yeah. But so, I mean, as we talked about this and I want to bring a full circle, we talked about essentially you're, you're, you're filling that, that endless bucket, right? That empty, that, that you, that as you are going down this path, as you are articulating, as you are trying to achieve, right? Be focused on those things that make you productive, on the things that allow for you to outpace your past, right? Not just things that are just uh, fruitless. And there's a book um, that talks about uh, uh, pain versus gain task, right? Mm-hmm. Or prevent pain versus gain task. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, there, there's some of these things that we do just to prevent pain, but you really have to figure out what are you doing? What are those tasks? What are those opportunities that you're doing to to actually create gain in your life and you will see the progress that you make change your algorithm right uh, your, your algorithm that you have curated this far is a part of the choices the the choices you've made um and my, my boy scoop has talked about essentially you are a um you are a director of your own action flick, right? But not mm-hmm. only are you the director, you're also the casting director. So you get to choose your your supporting actors, That's right? Good. You get to choose everything about your own movie. And so this is your opportunity today to change your algorithm, figure out what am I going to do differently and be able to, to cultivate your circle. Make sure your circle isn't a cage. Make sure it's actually something that's uplifting you and be able to realize that, yes, like, like you just said, Robert, what you what you were going up against was in the windshield. Now it's in the rearview mirror. Keep pacing, keep going, and going from there. Robert, Man, thank you so much for for it. for the inaugural episode of Rants, Discussions, and Wisdom, which we had some rants. We discussed. Yeah, yeah, we did. We, just, see, I mean, I hope they got some wisdom. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's a wisdom that went in there. <laughs> so appreciate you coming in and sharing with us. And I know there are a lot of people that's going to enjoy. Uh, so for for those that are listening, please make sure you like, leave a review. Um, but most importantly, man, share this. Quite honestly, I can have zero reviews, but if I know people are sharing and getting these words out there, that's what it is. That's what the All Things Fine and Gentry lifestyle is about, is being able to take this stuff in, elevate yourself, and then to share with other people. So, again, Robert, thanks for joining in the studio today, and uh, we'll see you all next time.